0: Welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Will You Sit With Me? (laughs) Back for another exciting episode. We have been here, but we'll keep being here. I don't know what this intro was, but... (laughs)
0: There you go. There you go. It's one of those days. But I think that this topic is going to be a fun one in this episode, too. And, you know, it's so funny because I feel like the evolution of this podcast is that we used to really, like make scripts and like go all out and kind of like think through what we were gonna say and now we kind of just wing it every week and we're like okay what's top of mind for you (laughs) like what's coming up yeah and that's how this topic kind of organically came up of course through Instagram I feel like we're so inspired by like different things that we see online and that notion that like oh it's not just me everyone is going through this.
1: Yeah, I think that's why social media is so nice and helpful and we do find so much inspiration is it allows people to talk about things that I think for a long time were kind of, not taboo, but I just don't know if there was a place to talk about them in a productive way. And so a lot of times I think Mm -hmm. you would just feel like you were alone on this island, but what you were experiencing was just happening to you when in reality it's something that a lot of people are facing. So got to love social media for that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Totally. Well, and if you think about the marketing rule of seven, which I randomly think about a lot, you know, when it comes to things like around mental health or topics around friendships, things like that, I also feel like it's not just hearing something or seeing something once. You have to hear it, see it a lot to be Mm. like, oh that is top of mind for me again or oh once again i'm seeing this come up like i'm not the only person who goes through x y and z and so that's why i think it's so great because you see either the same post again or a variation of something like that or like someone else's take and i feel like it just offers so many different perspectives and i know for me like sometimes i don't even really know how i feel until i start randomly vocalizing it or until i see someone kind of put into words how I'm feeling. And that makes me feel so, so, so good sometimes. So that's kind of how this one came to be.
1: Absolutely. Well, do you want to read the the post that started it all?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I saw this post today. Well, it was one of those posts that someone posted to their story. We're getting a little meta here, but (laughs) a post that someone posted to their story and what it said was, learn to be okay with the fact that you're not for everyone. You shouldn't even want to be. And I really liked this because the girl who I saw um, post this, she was talking about how exhausting it can be to want everyone to like you appreciate your vibe like just kind of get who you are and what she was saying is like that's just not realistic and that's also not what we should be thriving or oh my god thriving for <laughs> striving for
1: <laughs> striving and, and so
0: <laughs> oh yeah striving and thriving all the things but I think that's so true and she was just kind of, the gist of her post was she's in her 30s and she was saying it's something that comes with time that you start realizing that and and kind of seeing, I think that this is one of those things that you tell yourself forever Mm -hmm. and then one day it clicks or over a period of time it clicks and you're like, no, 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 I actually believe this now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Isn't that funny how that happens sometimes where you'll hear something and you're like, nope, don't get it. doesn't resonate. And then like, you'll hear it two weeks later Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, I get it now. Or maybe not two weeks, but you know what I mean. Things have to hit you at the right time in your life where it clicks. Like, I think it was interesting when we talked Mm -hmm. about the defining decade, you were mentioning how so many of those things were really eye opening for you and how no longer do those things kind of resonate the same way because you're you're Mm -hmm. like past that, you know? But um, I think, yeah, there's definitely a, a transition that I think happens in your later 20s where you know, you kind of know who you are and are, I would say, pretty secure, hopefully, in, in your identity. And um, I think this is where that really starts to manifest is realizing, like, not only does my personality not have to be for everybody, but like, I shouldn't want to change who I am to like, make people comfortable or to like, fit into a given social situation.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think it, it's hard, because when I think back, I think the reason why we feel the need to be liked by everyone or be for everyone when we're younger is because we're put in more social situations that are group settings Mm -hmm. or just like a finite group of people where it's kind of like, all right, you got to pick whoever you get along with best. But I think with that, there kind of comes this internal pressure for you to be the most liked or the one with the most friends or whatever it is. And then as you get older, you kind of tail that off and you really get to choose the people that you're around mm-hmm. instead. But I think that that social conditioning really just sticks with us for a while. And it, it starts bleeding into everything. Cause I think even like in a work setting, I think oftentimes I've had to learn that, like you want to be liked by everyone. And then at a certain point you're like, no, 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 I just need to get stuff done or whatever it is. But I think like in the, in the family sense, like I think oftentimes, obviously we want to be liked by everyone because you know, family, like you love everyone, but you don't always like everyone. (laughs) And so it's just interesting how it, it manifests in so many different ways.
1: No, I think you're so, you're so right. And I think your analysis is spot on too, of like why it is that we are predilected to be more people, like, people-pleasing, I think, in our younger years. Like, it makes sense that that's what we're conditioned to do because that are those are the situations that we're involved in. And then, yeah, as you start mm-hmm. to get older, it is more about being autonomous. I think as you start to take on more responsibility in work or, like, in your own personal life, too, like, those boundaries become more and more key and, like, you becoming um, an independent and, like, expert in what it is that you're doing Mm. becomes makes you more valuable whereas before it was really about being able to float with a large amount of different personality types and get along in situations where everybody kind of needed the same thing and now it's like at least I see this a lot in like the work that I do or even in like other parts of my life but like being that expert or having like the ability to step up and make tough decisions is now something that you have to be able to do on your own and it's not always going to be what everybody wants you know like you're kind of Mm -hmm. you know having to measure these different things that isn't just solely based on like okay is everyone getting along it's like there are other things at stake that you have to take into account that sometimes are more important than like the common good or like how people feel about Mm -hmm. something.
0: Yeah I think what's interesting about that is when we're younger too I think that we're often drawn to the people who present themselves as the most confident. And in the settings that you were talking about, I think that's exactly what that is. Like you want to be around people who are confident in themselves, confident in their work, confident in, you know, what they bring to the table in general. And so I think that this is why this part about learning to be okay that you're not for everyone and that not everyone is going to like you jive with you get you is that you exude like this confidence when you're like, I'm just going to be who I am and like whoever likes me is going to stick around type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think also like as you're moving through life um, looking at your friendships that maybe you, you know you take a step back from or you move somewhere and you have to make new friends or whatever it is like that confidence and that kind of like zest of I am who I am I think that takes you such a long way where when we're younger like that's still true to a certain extent but like you said like fitting in almost is more of the precedent of what we want to do rather than like being the one who stands out and mm-hmm. being confident or stands out for whatever reason because like you're not going to make many friends you know <laughs> you're like you don't have to like me like that's just like not the status quo of what no. what we do and there
1: were a couple people like that and like and now major props to them because like you knew something mm-hmm. we all should have been manifesting a long yeah. time ago right but, like, yeah. in the moment, it was, like, yeah, but nobody liked them because, like,
0: they were weird
1: or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, like, you nailed it at 10, but maybe there were issues Yeah, there. but, like,
1: not everyone <laughs> else was at that same maturity level that you
0: were, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. But it is interesting to look at this, too, because, like, nowadays I feel like I, ha- I have my certain group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. So pretty sure they like me. <laughs> but I think when you are, you know, put into a new relationship, move cities, get a new job, like whatever it is where you're like put into these new relationships, I do think that what's interesting about this is that like I would say for me right now, I'm okay, like I'm okay with the fact that maybe I'm I'm not for everyone. But then all of a sudden it's like you're put in a certain situation and it's like that wound is like a little like ticked open yeah. and you're like, hmm but am I okay with that or like do I actually believe that you know it's like you almost kind of get those like doubts or like Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes too like when I was in college I felt this way a lot where I was like I just don't understand why people don't like get me like it it always takes people a minute to like understand um my personality is a little bit complex because I present in a few different ways mm-hmm. and you have to like figure it out yeah. where I think some of the other people that I know are a little bit more like what you see is what you get yeah. you know um and I think you can be a little bit like that wow. like the first part of that too like a little bit more complex as well so I'm curious if you've run into that no I was
1: gonna say I think it's interesting because when you brought up this topic I feel like this is something that I've been struggling with in my own way because and <laughs> Gotta love like an Enneagram moment. But I'm like type one, but like type three is a close, like a really close second for me. And like
0: type mm-hmm. three is
1: all about like getting people on your side by like changing who you are basically to like, get them to,
0: mm-hmm. to like
1: do what you want. And I feel like I mean, I didn't explain that very well, but that's kind of I think what I understand to be the gist of type three. Type three is please let me know if I'm wrong. But I do feel like I see that a lot in myself where where I struggle is, like, I I would say that I tend more towards, like, people-pleasing. Like, I do like people to like me, and I like
0: mm-hmm.
1: people to see me in a certain way. Um, and, like, I understand how to adjust what I'm doing to get a response from them, and that's part of, like, what I like about people and, like, figuring out different relationships is, like, okay, how do I like kind of get you to like me which I know is like kind of fucked up sounding (laughs) but that is like I like that um but Mm -hmm. part of where I feel like I'm struggling is like I do think that I'm pretty clear about who I am as a person like what my boundaries and values are um but that being said sometimes I feel like where I kind of get lost is like where is the firm line for me on that? Because I think sometimes I can let things mm. get a little bit blurry. If it's like, oh, that's not like a super firm thing, but like maybe I'm going to let that slide a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Where I don't like maybe show up as like authentically as I could if I was a little bit firmer on like those clear boundaries, if that makes sense. I think that yeah, how it manifests for me is just a little bit more of that. Like I'm willing to kind of, compromise different things of myself to get someone's approval or like get them on my side and that's like more important Mm -hmm. to me than like being super super clear about who I am and sometimes I think I can lose a little bit of sight of who I truly am because Mm -hmm. I know how to change myself to get a positive response from people if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the hard part about it, right? Is that we are humans, like we mm-hmm. seek validation, especially from others. And so if you've been in situations where, you know, maybe you you don't change to kind of, you know, code switch or like read the room, right? I think that th- those situations can be like awkward mm-hmm. for us. And I think over time, depending on the situation, like painful in some ways as well. And so, cause I know I've been in that situation where there's just certain people where you point blank have nothing in common with them. Like, like, I mean, obviously yeah. like you have like the basics in common, but like interests, movies, TVs, like I find this a lot because even this is so funny with, with your other podcasts, like I have zero interest <laughs> in any of that. Like it just, like movies, stuff like that like I've never understood that and one of my friends famously always quotes me when I said I just don't understand why stories need to be told sometimes and like I stand by that but that is just such an unpopular opinion like very very unpopular and so I know that for me sometimes I have to like just kind of read the room and make sure that my tone is okay when I deliver certain things (laughs) because it is kind of hard like if you think about the yes and approach in comedy or just like people skills in general, I feel like sometimes my personality can just be to no, shut it down. And no I have and. to be a little bit more like yes and <laughs> yeah, yeah, no and. I'll be like, no, but do you want to talk about the housewives? You know, <laughs> but most people don't. So anyways, that was a long way of agreeing that like it's, it's tough to figure out what the balance is between code switching for validation, but also just to like protect ourselves sometimes versus how do you really maintain like who you are Mm. and just walk away being like it's okay that they most likely didn't like me or whatever it is
1: (laughs) Mm, yeah not my favorite i'm like
0: um i will make you love me see but if i don't if i'm not like driving with them my approach is like it's mutual yeah i think it
1: depends
0: on the context
1: If that makes sense, but if I know for some reason I'm going to have to be tied to that person for whatever reason, Mm. like I Mm want to, you know what I mean? I want to get them on my side.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's a great point. Like if you're going to have to interact with them, it's awkward to not
1: have them. Yeah. Like there there are some interactions where I'm like, there to me are no stakes. Like either you take me or leave me as I am. But I think Mm -hmm. where I struggle is in more of those relationships where maybe like, there isn't an option to walk away or like, you know what I mean? Where you are tied together for one reason or another, whether that's because of work or because of family or whatever that is like maintaining your values and really staying true to your personality in the places where it matters. Mm -hmm. But then also being able to compromise or like take a step back maybe in the places where like it doesn't matter as much. But like sometimes those lines to me are really hard to figure out. Like when should I, you know, take a hard line on something versus, like, where is it okay to kind of, like, maybe not be as true to myself as I would like, but it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's not, like, worth the effort, if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's more (laughs) worth it to me to just code switch. Exactly,
1: and I think that that's what can be hard for me is, like, balancing that, because in the past, it always would skew really hard to, like, okay, like, I actually do feel really strongly about this, but I don't want to create conflict, so I'm just going to, like, not make a big deal about it even though that is something that's actually like very upsetting to me or like I do feel really strongly about and now it's kind of like I think I pick my battles around like okay this is like no I'm gonna stand up for myself here like this is who I am as a person and I'm gonna show up authentically in our relationship that way but like also knowing that there is especially with relationships that are more nuanced, like, especially when it comes to family, like, there are places where it's, you kind of have to pick your battles, it, you know, and that's really yeah. hard. Like, that's a tough pill, right? And I think sometimes I take mm-hmm. the other route of, like, all right, whatever, like, I'm just going to, like, sit this one out. Like, I guess I don't really care, you know, but, like, I yeah. do a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> do a lot, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think, too, I mean, we have touched on this, and I think it. it's so... Tough right now because it's such a conversation that I think everyone is like over, but we don't really have the luxury to be over all of this stuff with like politics, COVID, all of that. And I think that that is like a a time for example where you know it's like hard to bite your tongue where you're like Uh, I need to talk about this and like be my most authentic self and like I need whoever like literally I don't even care who it is like I just need like someone to hear me (laughs) on certain things and so I think that that is definitely you know a place where it can be hard and if for anyone who I mean I would assume that the majority of our audience hopefully is very invested in Roe v Wade and I know that Lydia and I have been deeply affected by Mm -hmm. everything that's been happening over the last week now. And last week's episode, we recorded before, so we couldn't really say anything about that. But where was I going with this? But basically, like, if it's on your mind, you know, I think it's important to have people around you that you feel like you can really open up to, talk to, be your authentic self. If you're having trouble with this, definitely go back to our Girl in the Gov" episode. They had great tips Mm -hmm. for, like, talking about politics and issues and things like that that are just a little bit more difficult to chat through with your friends, with your families, with, you know, people that you come into contact with.
1: Yeah, I think we got derailed a little bit from the original intention of this episode, but I like where (laughs) we ended up. I'm glad that we brought this up because if you didn't, I was definitely going to bring it up. (laughs) So um,
0: thank you for doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it has been truly so deeply on my mind yeah. and it's really interesting too because actually this is like a great a great segue but my mom and i had a really interesting conversation because when this first happened we realized that the way that we both approach dealing with things like this are two totally different yeah. ways of approaching it and it was really interesting because i kind of like shut down and i just need to go inwards and yeah. i get like really upset and i just like need to be quiet and not talk to anyone and whatnot and my mom's approach is like I need to protest and fight and she like wants to like go like take action you know and it was so interesting because like I was not in the place to like receive her wanting to take action she was like you're in DC like you gotta go you know and I'm like I need to stay in my house because I am upset but it was interesting because I think both of us were kind of like sitting there being like not like you're in the wrong for, like, what you're doing, but I think I was just, like, how could you, like, want to go do these things? Like, I just need to, like, sit here. Like, and she I was, like, how could you just sit there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was it was interesting that just the way that we process it is so different, but, like, learning to be okay with that, too. Maybe you're not not for everyone, but maybe, like, certain aspects of you, right, mm-hmm. like, are for everyone. Or, like, you know, I feel like that's, like, at least for us, like, we had to kind of learn to be okay with, like okay, we process things differently, and that's totally fine.
1: Yeah. No, I think that that's a good thing to remember, especially with, you know, more heated topics or ways to approach things. Like, it's good to acknowledge where you guys have common ground and then also where you have a different approach to things, and that that's okay. You know, again, like, not everyone... Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, the main point is, like, you know, not everyone's going to like you or deal in with things the same way i think that the more that you can be aware of what it is that you need or how you deal with things and can communicate that to people you don't have they don't have to like you but at least they can understand where you're coming from there's again there are some situations where like that doesn't matter like if you meet somebody it's the first time you've met them and you just aren't vibing like whatever but um you know there might be other situations like you know in the case of your mom where like you can process things differently and I think I noticed this with my mom too like we'll have the same opinion but the way that we get there Mm -hmm. is like totally different and sometimes (laughs) even that is like I could fight with you about this but like I'm not gonna like at the end of the day we agree on it and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we need to focus on like the way I'm gonna approach it's gonna be different than the way you approach it and and like that's okay
0: (laughs) what would you say to someone who is not like I don't want this to sound elite, but, like, where we are, you know? But, like, maybe, like, maybe some listeners are just not okay with people not liking them and they haven't kind of, like, gotten that yet. Like, what Mm -hmm. would you say to someone in that situation? And maybe maybe it's a situation where you are making new friends or, like, more around new people where I think that this comes up so much more. But, like, what advice would you give to someone to kind of help help them along in this journey?
1: Ooh, I mean, this is a, as always, Lulu, a great question. I think <laughs> I think that what's hard about not having people like you is it feels like there's something wrong with you. And I think the most important thing mm-hmm, to remember yeah. is there's nothing wrong with you if you're showing up authentically as who you are as a person. I think that what this quote in particular gets to the heart to is like, heart of is like, either people are going to get it or they're not, but like you as a person are going to be so much happier when you put your time and effort to people who do get you. That being said, Mm -hmm. like the situation that you were talking about where you're making new friends, it takes time to pick through people and sort through people. And sometimes you might be in a place where like you have friendships where you don't feel like you can show up as authentically. Cause I also think there's a level of trust That you have to Mm -hmm. build in a relationship before you can be, like, 100% yourself, you know? Like, that doesn't happen just, like, overnight. And I think that when you're in relationships where you do get to be authentic to yourself and you can explore who it is that you want to be and the values that you have and your boundaries, the better you'll be in other relationships where then it doesn't start to feel like a big deal to be like, no, Mm -hmm. this isn't working for me. Or, like, no, like, if you don't like who I am, these are fundamental things that I'm not going to change, like, maybe there's mm-hmm. some places where I don't mind holding back a little bit so that it can be, like, amenable, but if there's core values or core parts of yourselves that just aren't vibing with somebody, like, I think what's tough is, like, to remember that your energy is so precious, like, your time mm-hmm. and what you bring to the table is deserving of people who see that value. hmm Absolutely. Oh. I love what you just said. Oh, thank you. What what would you say? (laughs) I'm interested how you would tackle that question.
0: I would say something similar. And I think that a lot of it comes down to one of the best pieces of dating advice I ever got, which was you have to start looking at your life as not do people want me, but do I want them? Mm -hmm. And I think once you make that switch in your head to realize that like, you are actually the the one who's in control of making the choice of the people that you're around and you get to choose if you want to actively like see people or whatnot. I think that that helps you understand your worth, what you bring to the table, and it helps you give yourself confidence to show up as you truly are because you start like you said, like building comfort Mm -hmm. and trust with the people that you surround yourself with. I do think that it's really, really hard when you're in a phase of life that the core people that you're surrounding yourself with aren't the people that you've like built trust with. Mm -hmm. And I think in those situations, you just have to know that the time will pass And you have to focus on the people who you think will be there beyond that time frame. Because if you start focusing on the people who you feel like don't like you or even just like make you feel weird about yourself or like make you feel like, I don't know, like you're not enough or you're not cool enough or you're not pretty enough, thin enough, whatever it is, don't focus on them, you know? And that's like way easier said than done. But just really try to realign on the people who make you feel good and go back to that.
1: No, I think that that's such a great approach and I think to your point if you're in a stage of life where you don't have that super deep friendship for whatever reason, you just moved or maybe you're right out of college and you're still kind of trying to figure it out, notice the people who make you feel good lean into those friendships Mm -hmm. build that bond but the people who make you feel icky, like there are so many amazing cool people in the world who will show you new sides of yourself and don't be afraid to go out and seek that like just because someone's in your circle right now doesn't mean doesn't mean they always deserve to be you know and i think that there's something to be said for those friends of convenience who are there you know during those transitional times and kind of support you in in those ways we've talked about this before but i think you also have the opportunity to figure out which friendships are serving you and then once you feel a little bit more comfortable in those like going out and finding more friends who kind of supplement that and building your own community, Mm -hmm. that's going to be, I think, really fundamental and core to helping you show up the most authentically in all parts of your life is if you feel like you can be truly who you are without people like not liking Mm -hmm. you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And also that reminded me too, that I know when I was younger, like in middle school, high school, college, I think that I got the optics of how things looked like Mm -hmm. the people that I felt like made me feel my best sometimes weren't always the people that I was like, I don't know that like I thought were like the coolest people to align myself with. Mm -hmm. And if I could go back, I wish I could just tell myself literally don't care about that. That is the dumbest thing to care about. And I think that if that's like one of the things that you value, work on that because it's not gonna get you far it's just not because optics in life I'm really learning literally mean nothing you know and like going back to social media that's like the ultimate like it's never what it seems and so I mean again like it's so corny like don't judge a book by its cover but don't don't like judge the people who make you feel good based on like what they look like or what they're into or Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know whatever we judge people on but it doesn't matter
1: (laughs) no it doesn't I think that's such a great point I think I used to be like really concerned about that especially when I was younger like Mm -hmm. I wanted that like cool girl gang you know and I like yeah I never got that but like what I did get instead was friends who you know have wise compassion or friends who have Mm -hmm. a totally different perspective and maybe like come from a really different walk of life than I do. And I think that that is so much more valuable and that's also going to help you feel so much more secure in yourself because you're surrounding yourself with people who also don't care. And I think that that's -hmm. that's a part of not caring that I think can be really beautiful. Like, you know, you're just, everybody's just showing up authentically as who they are. And again, you can kind of take it or leave it. um, But I think the more that you can kind of, become comfortable with the fact that not everyone's going to like you as early as you can, um, the faster you'll realize how freeing that is to like how much less time and energy mm-hmm. you, you spend worrying about if people like you or not or how to make them like you. It's like, oh, well, okay, well, they don't have to like me. That's okay. Like, I'm just going to like put time and energy into people who do or into things that I care mm-hmm. about. Um, I think there's so many great ways to find community and, and being who you are is the most
0: valuable thing you can do. Wow. I feel like that was the most beautiful place ah. to end. And that's kind of what I was trying to say. And you said it so much more eloquently. So I, I want to like bask in <laughs> in those final words from you. Oh, wow, <laughs> That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You're too, too yeah. kind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks again for Amazing. for bringing this. It's definitely been top of mind for me. And hopefully this has been, you know, a good reminder for whoever you are in your life of of just being yourself. And I think people will, the right people will will really embrace that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like we touched on earlier, if it doesn't hit right now, this message is not resonating. Just wait because... Yeah eventually it will and like, <laughs> when you see something else oh, along these lines <laughs> i get it now <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense yes so well thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode you can find us dropping new episodes most thursdays you can find us at will you sit with me on instagram will you sit with me pod on tiktok and we'll see you next thursday bye, bye. <laughs> we